When I was an army chaplain, my soldiers asked me all kinds of questions about life, relationships, the Bible, and answered them as best I could with things I picked up along the way. They also called me Padre. So welcome to the Dear Padre podcast, where I try to take questions of the day and answer them as best I can. Uh, Today we have a question of, am I supposed to have religious experiences? Am I supposed to hear from God? Uh, Should this be something I expect or plan on or understand? Anyway, you're invited to think about that during this time. And again, welcome. It's good to be here with you. This uh, festival that happens after the temple's constructed is pretty exciting. Seven days. Um, I don't know how you feel about just an impromptu seven days off. Um, No responsibilities, just big festival. Uh, This is what Solomon gives his people. Um, We can see this kind of regimented society that Solomon has built into the kingdom. Um, He's united the kingdom in a way they've never been united before. Even during the reign of King David, there is some question about how loyal everybody is to the throne in Jerusalem. Uh, And even after Absalom's revolt, there's a a question of whether the elders, the leaders of each tribe, will kind of re-ratify the king. And they do, but it's a negotiation. Solomon doesn't seem to have really any of those troubles, or many of those troubles, or at least they're not written about. People seem pretty united around the, the... worship of God in Jerusalem. This temple he's built has now solidified this place as the one place where God dwells among God's people. Before this, you have the tabernacle at Shiloh, which is eventually brought to Jerusalem. But um, there are other altars around the land and other prophets and even priests who administer certain different altars around the land. But they all get consolidated in Jerusalem at this time. And this consolidation uh, and, and really um, refining the religious practices of the day results in the renewal of the covenant. So- God appears to Solomon one more time. He comes to him as a young man in a dream. And he asks him, what do you want, Solomon? And Solomon says, I want wisdom which of all the things that young princes asked for, wisdom was usually not one of them. And God says, because you didn't ask for all this other stuff, I'll give you all the other stuff, but I'll give it to you with wisdom. And Solomon becomes this wise king. And now God appears to him one more time. Uh, we think often think of people in the Bible as hearing from God a lot in their life. We look at the story of Abraham and he has a couple, or more than a couple, um, actual direct communications from God. Of course, Abraham doesn't have a Bible. Abraham doesn't have a Book of Common Prayer. Abraham doesn't have other followers of the one true and living God around him. He's the only one, for the most part. Eventually, some of his family members join in uh, to to some degrees or another. We know that his wife um, has 
other deities with her on her travels, as do other patriarch spouses. Um, so he's like the only one, and God only speaks to him a few times. And then Solomon here uh, gets two communications, and he's the king. So sometimes our expectations of what our life with God is are um, not always unrealistic, but maybe unhelpful for how we look at our spiritual lives. Um, most people don't say that, well, I don't know about most people. A lot of people don't tell me that they hear from God every single day or have some great spiritual experience every single day. Now, we all understand hearing from God in different ways. Um, Many of us hear from God when we see a beautiful sunrise or sunset, and that is a way we hear from God and feel that love of God. Um, But other people need a more direct message sometimes, maybe through another person speaking that way, or maybe through something they hear, some scripture reading in the daily office. It's weird how sometimes God will speak to us through different things we're hearing. But as far as like hearing a direct message with your name on it, um, that's, that doesn't always happen to us. We're not always sure um, that that's happening or if that has happened. And Solomon has it a second time. And Solomon, two times in a lifetime, is, is pretty good. And I think that um, those of you that have had spiritual experiences where you really felt that love of God and the love of neighbor in a really powerful way, you know that this is not a, oh, an everyday, every second experience, but it is an experience that we can always turn to and always look back on. And Solomon did that. I'm sure he reflected on that conversation in the dream with God many times as he was trying to find wisdom. Um, what is it? What is wisdom? What is the kind of wisdom God gives us? And for my very meager experiences with God, um, that in times when um, I really felt like God was speaking to me, which is really only once in my life. Um, I draw on that experience a lot, and I think about it a lot, and what it meant for me then and what it means for me now. Um, but it is not a requirement to have these big experiences. Solomon only had two. Um, don't feel pressured to have an experience. Um, experience just sort of happens the way God, the way God wants it to happen, not always the way we want it to happen. So if you haven't had a spiritual experience in your life that you're aware of, you may have, you just maybe weren't aware of it, um, pray for that. It's okay to pray for. It's okay to ask God for more confirmation of who God is and what you need in your life. But then wait. Um, There's nothing really you can do to create spiritual experiences. There's really nothing we can do to conjure up God. God comes to us on God's time, which is reassuring because we know that God will arrive precisely when God means to, not always in our timing, but in God's. Just like in Solomon's life, there are blessings and curses in this covenant. The blessing is that Solomon's line will be established forever. The curses are that if you forsake this relationship, um, this whole place will be destroyed. And this is eventually what happens. Um, This is eventually what happens as different kings abandon the worship of the one true God. They abandon the teachings of the law of Moses. They abandon uh, many of the things that God had said to them very personally. And in this abandonment, the covenant shifts. The covenant changes, or really doesn't change. The covenant just comes into 
being what they have created. There is a, a sowing and a reaping. And the reaping is the destruction of the temple by Nebuchadnezzar in 586 BC. Um, Nebuchadnezzar comes in and levels the temple. Um, and yet, from those ashes is born a new temple, a temple that is restored, rebuilt, um, and it's a moment of renewal. So even in this prediction of destruction, which, it, which does happen, there is resurrection, there is renewal. And ultimately, as the, as the Lord says, if you forsake me, the one who rescued you out of Pharaoh's grip, rescued, out of, rescued you out of enslavement in Egypt, I will rescue you again. God promises to rescue us again. Um, just as he rescued God's people from, from Egypt, he'll rescue you again. Amen. Today is the feast day of St. Aidan of Lindisfarne. St. Aidan of Lindisfarne, who uh, was a missionary, a church planter, like you. Um, you're a church planter. You're like Aidan, who, um, even though he lived a long time ago in the, the 600s, 600s AD, so we're talking a long, long, long time ago, but um, was someone who planted churches and and realize that one of the things that has to happen if new churches are going to be planted is prayer has to happen, a rhythm of prayer, daily prayer. Um, it's what we're doing here. And so uh, his monastery at Lindisfarne, the ruins of it are still there today and they've been restored for retreats and prayer. So we thank God for St. Aidan. O loving God, you called your servant Aidan from the peace of a cloister to reestablish the Christian mission in northern England, and endowed him with gentleness, simplicity, and strength. Grant that we, following his example, may use what you have given us for the relief of human need, and may persevere in commending the saving gospel of our Redeemer, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen.